0: Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm
1: Tara Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, nine, five, and three. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools, and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together.
0: right, everybody. We are here today chatting, I guess, virtually with... Alexis Bronson um and we wanted to Terilyn's not here with me today um she's actually out of town but we just felt it was so important to have a conversation um about everything that's kind of going on in our our environment and our culture right now especially as pertaining to our kids um so I'm recording at a different time than normal I'm in my backyard if you can hear all these Birds. Hopefully, they just add to the environment. So, Alexis, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you, and um, just grateful that you're willing to come on and open up to us. Yeah. Hi,
1: guys. Thank you for, for having me. It's an important yeah. conversation.
0: Yes, I think I I've loved. I feel like your perspective is has really opened things up for me. And I feel like you have been just such a graceful person and a graceful voice. So um, first, can you just tell us a little about yourself and um, introduce your family a little bit?
1: Yeah, of course. So my name is Alexis. Um, I am originally from Minnesota. So all of this chaos and, um, you know, all of this started in Minneapolis, and I grew up about four, three, four hours north of that. Um, okay. So it was definitely an interesting um, place to grow up, being the only um, Black girl in my school until I was a senior. Um, so mm-hmm. I am no stranger to racism. Um, it's happened mm-hmm. to me my whole life. I actually didn't even have another friend, another black friend who looked like me or even remotely close to me until I was in seventh grade when I moved to Utah for two years. So, um, but then I moved to Utah and I met my husband and he is amazing. He is um, white and Spanish. So, you know, we have a very blended family. Um, Mm -hmm. We have four children, my oldest and my youngest who um he's, my oldest is 10 and my youngest is 11 months. They are mm-hmm. um, what you would say is white passing. So you would look at them and you would not know that they were mixed with anything, whether it be black or Spanish or anything, you would just look mm-hmm. at them and think those are two little white kids. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have two, my two middle children are seven and three, almost four, and they are very, you know, you can tell, okay, these are two little black kids. They are very mixed. They have darker skin. So it is um, kind of an interesting dynamic for us. And it's been, you know, a challenge to have this conversation in our home because we're presenting it two different ways.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And so can you tell us a little bit About that, I know um, I've heard you say, you know, for two of them, you're teaching them how to be allies and obviously um, not kind of avoid that conditioning. And for two, you're teaching them, you know, how how they can protect themselves, basically. Can you tell us like kind of those conversations that you've had or maybe just how that's played out in your family?
1: Yeah. So. We've obviously talked to our children about racism. they know what it is they know um, that it's still happening in the world, and um that more importantly in our family, two of them are you know could in the future or now even because it happens even at a young age, mm-hmm. be the victim of racism or racial profiling or you know anything like that where two of them won't Mm -hmm. and so you know when my husband and I sit down with them and have those conversations and especially with our boys because they're older and they're very close and um they go to school together and it's even been a thing where in their school people are like well no you're for sure not brothers because Mm -hmm. well you're black curly and well Bentley you're white and yeah you know so it's kind of that thing and even when it was just Bentley in school and I dealt with this a lot when he was little where I was the nanny I was never the mom right. people would right. assume I was the nanny and so when he went to school you know kids would question oh well that's your mom but she's black mm-hmm. so we kind of have to have that conversation like okay Hurley has dark skin, and we know that you are brothers, but people may treat you differently just because he has darker skin. And as you get older, there may be situations where he is in that we really need him to protect himself, that we need him to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Um, And you've seen these posts, I'm sure, where they have children practicing my name is, you know, Hurley Bronson and I am mm-hmm. 7 years old with their hands up and like right their children but we have right. to teach them this at a young age so that it's like in engraved in their brain when they get older and they get in these situations. So
0: and but- yeah, which is so I mean it's so crushing and I think that's something as a white mother that I've you know, I've heard shared that is one of those like full body experiences that I have to put myself in to feel that empathy and and to see it. I, I mean, it's something that it's not even an intellectual thought. You have to like put your body there and feel that as a mom that you ever would ever have to even teach your kid that. Yeah. That's something that I think as a, if I can take anything away as a white parent is to say, Imagine even thinking about having that conversation with your child, put yourself there. And then from there, what can, like, what would be some things um, you could advise parents if, I mean, and obviously this is from your own experience. We're not yeah. going to hold you to anything, but what would you, if you were to say, okay, if, if, if your child wants to be an ally um how how, what's some steps that they could take
1: yeah and i think the first step is talking about it talking about it with your children and not just just opening up that conversation yeah because i believe um you know there was a study that was put out and children as young as four or five white children will show a preference to other white children if they haven't been you know, taught or not even necessarily, you don't even have to teach them, just let it be a part of their life. Mm-hmm. Just let diversity be a part of their life and have that conversation that yes, people are born different. And it's not wrong to be born with black skin or brown skin or to be born, not white, mm-hmm. because I think it's especially in Utah, where we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are towns where there are no black children right there are schools where there are no black children so it's it's easy to just you know sweep it under the rug so to say Mm -hmm. because you don't have to deal with it and you think well my child doesn't know any black children so I don't have to have that conversation but it's important to start it now like my daughter is three and we're talking to her about it right there's And obviously do it in an age-appropriate way. You're not going to talk to a three-year-old the way I'm going to talk to my seven seven and ten-year-old. Right. So I think just there are so many resources out there that you can use as far as books and allowing your children to have diverse toys and you know shows with diversity and books with diversity I think um all of those things are really important and a really great start
0: right 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 and to allow them to um experience and see that past trauma and pain and understand the stories really because I think a lot of the times we can get stuck in a place of explaining or yeah justifying or um but but really if you think about who who you love and who you appreciate and who you value the same as yourself it's people that you know right and I think if we can at least for me when I look at my boys I don't want it to just be like oh here's x y and z but it's like I it's like that knowledge and that um right intimate knowing of a person of, of another race, any race, and especially, um, where we are in Utah. And that is, is rare. Yeah. And I think in a lot of places, if you're living in suburban areas, it is more rare to have a ton of racial mixing. Right. So that's, that's a really good thought. So, um, just to, kind of think about for any parent really but do you um, have any favorite resources or conversation starters I guess along that path so not just here is what happened but maybe more how we can continually grow because I think there's a pattern of a huge injustice and everybody's frustrated and maybe you're I think we're all feeling feeling that right now. We're feeling like that was horrible, but for the black community, it is for black people. It's a true trauma and we, we aren't feeling that right. Because so how can we help our kids to continually um, engage instead of just right now or, and ourselves, I guess, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah.
1: And I, I was actually having this conversation with a friend and what happens after the seventh when, you know, everyone has done their moment of silence and everyone, right. norm- like what happens? Do we mm-hmm. just all go back to normal? Because this is the reality, like this is the normal for mm-hmm. black families. Like this is everything right. life. So I think just really taking a look like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Let's implement this into our normal... Like, this shouldn't just be something that we do during Black History Month or when something like this happens. Like, let's have these conversations and allow diversity into our home all year, all all the time. Like, you know, and it's just as simple as allowing your children to see others of other races and Mm -hmm. not you know, not just tuning out and trying to protect them because the it's, I mean, the reality is black children don't get to turn it off. They don't get to, you know, just kind of ignore it when everything stops. And so I think really just remembering like, this is, this is not just a week long thing. Like it's Mm -hmm. amazing. And you know, books are selling off the shelves and that's great, right. but let's continue to read those books. Let's not just read them this week. Let's continue to read them forever. Let's, right. You know, you know, allow our children to play with diverse toys, not just this week, but you know, forever. Right. And that's kind of like, it, it kind of have to think, okay, my normal before wasn't working so mm-hmm. let's make a new normal and let's
0: include mm-hmm. this into it so this is a question I'm just this is going to be super vulnerable because I think this is something that I feel is probably conditioned in me as a white person I I feel like yeah. or I, my perception is that there there aren't as many books shows toys that are racially diverse, as I feel like almost all of those all of our things for kids are white yeah. centered. Yeah, is that my perception, or are you like, no? Here's a bunch, and um, I uh,
1: there are a bunch, but I definitely mm-hmm. think there are more resources and toys mm-hmm. and books and mm-hmm. movies geared towards you know, or with white, white, white children. I, right. I definitely think that's true. And that I, it hasn't really changed. Like growing up, I didn't have a black baby. I had right. all white babies. I didn't have books with little black girls in it. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so for me, that was important for my daughter to have these things so that she knew like, Oh, this, this looks like me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's, They're out there. I'm not going to say that there's not a ton of them. They're out there. I think you just have to find, you know, you have to want to find them. Right. Like, and it's, um, I mean, there are black babies and, your store may not have them but Mm i i can promise you there are beautiful black and brown and asian baby dolls out there and toys for your son that Mm -hmm. your kids would love and it's just a matter of saying oh well they didn't
0: have it at target so let me do the work let's go online Mm -hmm. totally so on that note i would love um we don't have to ramble off but if if you have a list of resources for our listeners, I think that, that you have loved, maybe it can just be your own personal, yeah. maybe yeah. a few toys and books and maybe movies shows. I think that would be really, yeah, I want that list. Yeah, <laughs> so course. I bet our listeners would love that. So. Um, uh, go ahead. So I was just going to say with um, that thought in mind of how Maybe we've been conditioned to think one way. And I think that's how we can get to a place as white people have saying, but I'm not racist. Right. Right. And you've heard that conversation going around and it's, it is, what's the right word? If you're saying that you probably are. <laughs> and you may not so, even
1: be consciously right, doing. Right. In the
0: background. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and I think it's the acknowledgement of that, um, what are we responsible for, even collectively, communally, even if it's not just you. So, those sort of things, do you have any advice for parents um, to help bring up those conversations in their families to their kids of things that, it's not outright, like, in your face racism but it's things that you're conditioning your kids ways you're conditioning your kids right so
1: it's um the way I described it is I moved from Minnesota where it was a very very openly racist state to Utah where it's very passive and Mm -hmm. what I mean by passive is it's you think you're being funny and you're joking with your one black friend, um, but it hurts. Like, right. you know, the jokes hurt just as much. And, or mm-hmm. you, and I, this happens a lot in Utah. Well, I'm not racist because I have one black friend or right. my sister-in-law married a black man. And um, it's a little, like, just teaching them, like, the passive things and I have um I can't even pull it up right now cause <laughs> but it's just it's like those things like you know not acknowledging that racism is actually real and mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know being aggressive to the fact that white privilege is a thing and mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot is you hear white privilege and you think oh, well that's horrible I, that's not true But it it is a thing and it's, you know, it's, it happens all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just those little things. So teaching your children to stand up when they hear someone, even if they're joking, because a lot of times I know for me and like when I hear people joke, you know, or say a racial slur or joke or joke about my hair or my lips or I have. Been so used to it happening that I just laugh, that, right? And it like even I had to be like, this isn't right. Like, right? This, this is. I have to stand up for myself. I have to say something, and right. just those little things like not allowing anyone, whether it be your friend or your brother, like, and that's the hard part is your family may not have the same thoughts about the situation as you but you kind of you know to really be anti-racist need to tell them that that's not okay yeah Yeah. I think
0: that yeah I think that is so true and if you maybe if you find that list we can send out on our email but yeah um in my you know we hear like everyone needs to be doing this work right now. And I, I think raising the next generation, those of us who are probably the ones who need to be doing this the very most. And, and I heard something. And again, being why I've never even thought about this or heard this or, and it, and it was stories multiple. I mean, I'm sure there's hundreds of kids being discriminated against, suspended, sent home from school for having dreadlocks, for having an afro, for having hair that's basically offensive to white people, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, again, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, <laughs> my whole body is like, as a mother, I'm like, I can't even imagine that, and I can't even believe that these sweet babies that seriously yeah it's their it's their hair and that's something so simple that you can teach your kids that like look at this we all have hair that's all different we all have different hair and that so so just like little simple things like that and maybe we can put those together in email where those are just simple little moments in parenting and that's I mean it's so um glaring oh yeah in when it comes to to how your children react and interact with other kids yes yeah and actually so, um
1: black hair is the third top number three thing that is discriminated against um in terms of wow. being black so yeah people have been told they can't work at places because of their hair I mean it's 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 an ongoing battle it's a huge thing that you have to learn to love your hair like I didn't love my hair and I still struggle I still struggle with loving my actual natural hair um because we're told mm-hmm. for so long that it's wrong That that's that's not right your hair is not you know that's right. not right
0: right and I think that can play into um, so many conversations that we have with our kids. If your, if your child is very, very, very fair skinned, you know that can be in our society looked upon as not as ideal. Or perhaps there are different body shapes, and there's way that we can have this these conversations with our kids. That I, I think obviously those things are nothing in comparison to the the hurt and the discrimination that the black community has felt. But I think there are ways we can help our kids understand right. everyone's differences yeah. collectively, collectively, so they can feel, they can empathize. At, and yeah, so yes. that, that really, hit yeah, <laughs> agree. It's hard when I heard that. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's hard because you, you have this child, like, you know, my, I, my daughter is three and you know a lot of her friends have straight hair or you know not as tightly coiled curls and even mm-hmm. she she's three will be like, well why can't my hair be like that?" and I'm like mm-hmm. well this is this is how you were born and your hair is beautiful and right I want her to grow up loving her curls because so many
0: little black girls don't right yep and just um if we can embrace i think one of the things if we can look at it from a place as white parents where our our personality our culture the way we talk everything is what's been deemed as acceptable and good and okay mm-hmm. and and to see the injustice in that and to see that yeah we all of our cultures are different and there's no One that's best, right? And to really bring that into your home and embrace that with your your kids, just to open their eyes to how different music, different food, all of these things, I think, could be great conversation starters for them. I agree. All right, Alexis. Well, I feel like wowzer. We hit on a lot of yeah stuff that is just like making me think, and I'm just grateful that you are willing to have these conversations and be so open because I know that um, as white, as a white person, I'm feeling um, frustrated and like heavy, but I know it's like another level for you and your family. So thank you for taking the yeah, time. Of course. I mean, I mm-hmm.
1: want as much as it's hard and as much as, you know, we shouldn't have to do the work. I want people to learn and I want those resources mm-hmm. to be available for people that want to teach their kids like I want you guys to want to learn so that my children can grow up and not be afraid and I exactly. I don't know all the answers I'm not google but if I don't right. I can direct you to someone that does or I can google mm-hmm. it or we can find the answer together but right I mean I just it's heartwarming to see people wanting to learn and it it is hard as uh, you know, a black woman and a mother to black children, but I mean, thank you for taking the time to you know help educate your listeners because
0: that's amazing. Yeah, I think. Well, no, thank you. I think they This is going to be so helpful for a lot of moms and like a really good place to start. Yeah, and still like you're uh, feel inclined to do it, um, so we'll put together those resources. And yeah, is there anything else, anything I didn't ask you, or anything else you want to share? Uh,
1: no, I think that's. Yeah, okay. I will. I have some really great books. I have some really great um, places to start. So I will get those to you, so you can get them out to people.
0: Okay, well, love that. All right, we'll have those in our show notes. Okay, everyone, thanks for for joining us, and let's find the magic. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>